now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Yo. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on the own time. Color people at port side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George McKay, Straight Talk Wrestling Live, pre recorded. New Frontier Pro Wrestling Coburg. And I got debuting in Ontario for the first time, if my research was right, and I hope it is right. The one and only man himself, the Canadian Jesus. Kobe Christ. How are you, sir? I'm awesome, buddy. Yeah, super excited to be here. And it, it is your debut in Ontario, is it uh, not? Nope, my debut for New Frontier. Yeah. Your new debut for New Frontier, but yes, you've yes. wrestled in Ontario before. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I'm trained here. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm trained by Scott DeMore. I know you are. Yeah. I know I did my research. Yeah, That's right. Buddy. So I got to ask. You brought my... See, look at that. We're already gelling. We're yeah, gelling. Scott DeMore being trained by arguably one of the most underrated minds in professional wrestling. Yep. What was your experience like? Um... I was 105 pounds when I showed up there at 18 years old. Um, I was terrified and overwhelmed by the amount of incredible, um, talented, athletic, uh, intelligent people that were there. Um, and I hung on for dear life. That's the only thing that I knew how to do. Um, I hung on for dear life. Like oh, that's, that's all I knew how to do. I'm not, uh, I wasn't the most athletic. I wasn't the most talented. I wasn't the strongest by any means. Um, I just, I have a big heart. And so if you... If I want something and you present me the challenge, I'm, I'm going to live up to it. And so uh, thankfully I had people like Aiden Prince and uh, uh, Reverso around. And so uh, people to gel with and people to work with that uh, were in my size. And so uh, and people like uh, Alex Shelley and Petey Williams to look up to, Chris Saban, who were in the area all the time wrestling, um, people that I could work with in the ring and learn from. And, um, yeah, I'm extremely blessed for that place. Scott is the... Um, the smartest mind I've ever talked to in pro wrestling and forever the thing that haunts my brain. His voice will never leave my head. Every mistake I've ever made in pro wrestling, I hear Scott yelling at me. So, yeah. And Scott, when he yells, it's a very passionate it's yell. Terrifying. It's, yeah, terrifying. it's terrifying. Yeah, What would you rank Scott Demore's yell on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, my mom and Scott Demore, both terrifying. Yeah, like right up there. So that's like a 9.5, 10. Yeah, 10, yeah. Uh, sorry, 9.5. It's the click of his wristwatch that's a 10. Yeah, if I hear the wristwatch get clicked, I know he's beating the shit out of me. So You know he's coming in the ring. Terrified of your wristwatch, Scott. <laughs> so I actually got to ask this, if you're okay, to, if I can get your opinion on this. Him getting released from TNA, what a what a shocker to the professional wrestling world. Yeah, and again, I so I trained there uh, 20 years ago now. Um, no, yeah, something like that now. Uh, 2004, yeah, 20 years ago. And so I've seen this happen to Scott already numerous times. Um, where Impact or TNA have let him go or didn't know what they had in him or thought that they could do it better without him and every time they bring him back I assume this time is no different I assume they'll figure out that they made a big mistake and they'll bring Scott back because like he's the best thing for that company yeah, he, literally, he literally brought TNA out of obscurity yeah he brought it back from death yeah exactly yeah. That's, that's the best way to do it he revived it <clears throat> excuse yeah. me he revived it like the Undertaker yeah, full resuscitation <clears throat> yeah. mouth to mouth <clears throat> yeah he knows, right up. he knows wrestling CPR I like that. Wrestling CPR. That's dope. I'm getting sound bites like crazy right now. I love it. So, Cape Breton. Yes, sir. That's where you're from. Yes, sir. Born and raised. Yes, sir. Kind of like Will Smith, West Philadelphia. You know, born, born and raised. raised. Yeah. I played a lot of basketball. Played around most no, of the I, days? I played hockey. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. here's a, <laughs> we're Canadian. Game. We play hockey. As you can see. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cape Breton. I mean, not far removed from the world, but definitely a quieter place. Fair. How do you discover 
pro wrestling in Cape Breton. So uh, the East Coast of Canada is very famous for Grand Prix wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I grew up, my whole family watched a lot of old Grand Prix. And so uh, Leap and Lanny Pofo, Killer Kyle Krupp, um, I, I was watching uh, with my grandparents a whole lot of old tapes and, uh, and fell in love with it. Um, I saw real action wrestling a couple of times when they were first touring around the Maritimes. I wrestled a dark match for them when I was 15. Um, and so that's actually, I met Dark Angel, Sarah Stock, at that show. And she's the person who was the first time I ever heard the name Scott Demore. She told me that I should go get trained by Scott because I liked Lucha Libre so much. And so she thought that staying in the Maritimes, I wouldn't have learned the things I wanted to. And that's how I ended up at Can-Am. Absolutely. And, and you know what? You really have evolved your career. You keep evolving your offense. Actually, I read a comment in doing my research online about how a lot of people picture you or say you embody the textbook professional wrestler. Someone who has evolved, someone who is not afraid to get in the ring and not go crazy or do anything insane, but just keep it wrestling. And it's incredible to hear that and see that. And, and actually, the way they word it is not somebody who consistently has to put themselves in bodily harm to get over, but also one of the most genuinely nicest human beings. So when <laughs> you hear that, liars, vicious liars. <laughs> liars. But when you, hear, when you hear stuff like that saying that you are the textbook professional wrestler, I mean, that's coming from a wrestling fan. Yep. And wrestling fans are the hardest fans in the world to please. Oh, yeah. But when you hear that from a wrestling fan, what does that mean for you? Um, so uh, one of my trainers from Can-Am is textbook Tyson Dukes. Um, and so that means the world to me. Uh, I'm training under Dukes, training under Divine, uh, training under uh, Johnny Bravo, under CK3. All of these people have a, uh, a proficiency with perfection. And that has always been something that I've aspired toward is the um, being someone that when people watch you, they are in awe of how easy your movements are, at how clean everything is, at how crisp it looks, at how um, energetic it is, at how uh, athletic it is. And that is, that's always been something that I've been amazed by, is not um, killing myself or killing my opponent, but um, having, having a really beautiful match. And so I, I grew up on uh, Mike Quackenbush. I grew up on Dean Allmark. I grew up on Johnny Saint. I grew up on uh, Jorge Rivera, Skyda. I, I grew up on wrestlers that oh have... Oh, my God. Jorge Rivera, that takes yeah. me back, Bro, man. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And so one of I, the most underrated wrestlers of all time. 100%. And I don't uh, understand why people... A lot... Of, you know what? Let's get into this for a second. People sleep on Rivera, and yes. I don't know why. Uh, Chikara wouldn't be Chikara without him. Dragon Gate wouldn't be Dragon Gate without him. Toriumon Pro wouldn't be Toriumon Pro without him. He is one of the... Uh, he is one of the creators of the Lahave style of pro wrestling. He is, uh, I, I'm a nerd for pro wrestling right here. And so, uh, yeah, I, I we both are. And he's, he's, he's absolutely right. I've said it a few times. Jorge Rivera gets slept on. And not only because Jorge and George is the same name, it's just George Spanish. Yeah. And that's, that's because, you know, I feel people sleep on me as well. But uh, I mean, thank you. Thank you for that. But I feel like Jorge, Jorge Rivera does not get his flowers enough. I agree. I think he's, uh, he is, and being that he is from Mexico and a vastly underrated part of the wrestling world where people don't uh, pay attention as much and underrate what Lucha Libre is. Um, being from there and being a like 70s and 80s star in that era, I think people just, uh, they don't go back and look at old Lucha. And uh, I think that's a, that's a great hole in all your games. Go watch old Lucha. You'll learn so much. Appreciate it for yeah. what it is. It's where a lot of your modern indie spots come from, kids.
And let's remember that the Lucha, the Lucha whole movement in the late 90s carried WCW, okay? The Cruiserweight division carried fucking WCW. That's why I was buying ECW tapes. It, it's why Billy Kidman was a household name for me. So when I saw him on WCW, I freaked the fuck out. Yes, Norman Smiley. One of the greatest wrestlers Norman, in the history. Yeah, thank you, yes. Norman Smiley, absolutely. The one you're resting on, buds. Don't. Yeah, don't. Go watch Norman Smiley. Not just Big Wiggle. Go watch Norman Smiley in Mexico. It's <laughs> people. So have you yourself, knowing that how much you love and appreciate the art of Lucha Libre, have you been over to Mexico? Do you have plans to go over to Mexico? Is that a bucket list yes. for um, yourself? So, uh I, I have been in school for the past few years, I'm going to school for accounting, and so as soon as I graduate out from, from school, I can start making trips again, and so uh, just before I entered school, I went over to the UK, I did 55 matches in 35 days over in the United Kingdom for All-Star Wrestling, it's the best trip of my life, um, and uh, now I have connections to go back there, get to Mexico, get over to Japan, and uh, tick off the last of my like 14-year-old self's bucket list, which was, you know, own a wrestling ring, own a training school, own a promotion, wrestle in Mexico, wrestle in Japan, wrestle in the UK, and make the PWI 500s. And so I've just got to get Mexico and Japan, and I've ticked off every box that 14-year-old me thought I had to do with my life. So I, 14-year-old I, me would think I'm pretty cool, and so that's what I live for. Four-year-old me thinks you're pretty cool. Buddy. Best kind. That's right. That's absolutely us Canadians. We're awesome, eh? Well, that's right. <laughs> So, what is it about, four, like, if 14-year-old if you could look at you now and all you've accomplished, I mean, especially being in the PWI 500, yeah. like, that's incredible. That's my mark Right? Absolutely. I mean, if, if you could go back in time and hand yourself that magazine with you in it, what would, what would you say to 14-year-old you? Um, <laughs> if I had one piece of advice for 14-year-old me, it would have been stick with it. Because uh, at 22, I left wrestling for eight years, and uh, oh, no. I hitchhiked to Canada. I became a folk musician. I, I left wrestling entirely, and uh, that's that's my only regret in life is I think if I had stuck with wrestling, I would have probably lived all of my dreams before 30 instead of now at 38. So. But you know what? It's it, there's there's a cliche saying in the world is that it's never too late. I myself started this podcast at 31. Yes, sir. I'm doing indie show commentary now at 40 years old. 30, 31 year old George didn't think it was possible. I'm killing it, might I add? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate coming from you. I appreciate that. I'm a nerd. I love watching all the products, so I hear your voice. <laughs> so, is my on a scale of one to ten, is my voice soothing? Uh, way better than getting screamed at by Scott. I'll take that. I will take that. Yeah. I will take. I've never been screamed at by Scott, but I can tell that it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But you know, I mean, hitchhiking across Canada, becoming a folk singer, these are things a lot of people don't get to do. So you got, even though you put wrestling, and I won't say you left wrestling, you put wrestling on hold, did, yes. and you took another journey in life, which all in all, I think probably well-rounded you into the wrestler you are today. I think it polished you a little bit. Yeah, it, um, it, it's something that I harp on for the kids in my area, is uh, I want them all to get a, um, a personality that isn't just a wrestler. And so figuring out something, so like I'm passionate about sports, I'm passionate about agriculture, I'm passionate about permaculture, I'm passionate about um, politics. I'm, um, I, there's so many avenues that I fell into in my life that I, I hope that they take the time, study wrestling, be in a gym, work out, be in a wrestling ring, practice, but also like, I don't know, find out who, uh, who wrote Walden, you know, uh, read up on, 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 uh, 
and some people in the world that have lived lives that you won't. Uh, figure out who Bertrand Russell is. Figure out why he's an important figure. Um, Henry David Thoreau. Figure out why he's an important figure. Learn about religions in the world. Learn. Uh, you don't have to follow them, but learn about them so that you can uh, get along with other humans in the world and better associate to them. And uh, and and it helps you because then I can exist in a world where no matter where I am wrestling, I can find a relation to those people because I've, I've spent my life trying to figure out other avenues other than just wrestling. And not that wrestling is just wrestling. Wrestling is everything. But having a personality instead of just being a wrestler, I think is very useful. I think it's, I think it's the more feathers in your cap, the more empathetic you are as a person, yes. the more interesting you are as a person. And I don't say interesting in a bad way, like everyone is boring until they get out there and experience things. I just think the more you can be passionate about more than just one thing, it makes it more fun to sit there and have conversations. Like, that's what we do on Straight Talk that makes things so different. I say we because my daughter and I sometimes, she's not here tonight, unfortunately. But we have conversations, and we, we, we like to have conversations and to learn about that you're passionate about some of the same things that I am. Uh, I'm very passionate about politics. I, I want Canada to be better. Yeah. I want Canada to be better in so many different ways. We are a, we are a powerhouse of a world commodity that we don't recognize in ourselves. Yep. We're still in the shadow of the United States of America, and I'll never understand why. I am... Uh yeah, I'm a big egalitarian, and so, like, I wish the whole world could could live a more equitable and less war-torn and less destroyed life. And I know that sounds very, like, uh, uh, like flighty, but the hardest... It doesn't hardest, sound flighty, but I would say it sounds very pageantry, because it, that's the... I want to end war and poverty. Yeah, and so, like, but there's wanting and then learning the avenues toward that goal and so like i'm a big fan of the indus valley civilization which is a place that i will the only place i will ever probably go to in my life as a vacation will be to see the ruins of the indus valley civilization because they lasted for three thousand years never once went to war with anyone and traded with everyone around them and so i have a culture in the world's history that i can point to and say humans existed for three thousand years in an area without ever going to war with anyone around them and traded regularly had uh, massive agricultural outputs so that they could trade with people around them they figured out that existing for each other was better than existing against each other and I can point to it and say there's a way that we can get back to there instead of figuring out a way to get further away from that and so like uh, cooperation over competition I think is the greatest thing in the world I love that I always say collaboration over competition there's a little bit of there's a little bit of the pie for everyone if you're willing to just open your mind up to yep. new possibilities. Yes, sir. I think that's fantastic. Yep. But I think we're going to get on a tangent of going on all these political things <laughs> that we don't want to do. So let's, let's circle back a little bit. But when I look at Lucha Libre wrestling, yeah. there is a few names that are synonymous. We already talked about one. Jorge Rivera doesn't get his flowers enough. But I also feel like the generational of that WCW, like everyone recognizes the Rey Mysterios. Yep. Of course. Everyone recognizes the Conans. Yep. Of course. But I almost feel like Juventud Guerrero. Yep psychosis yep. they get left in the dark kind of closet that you put like let, let's say we were andy from toy story they're the toys that you leave in the box once you get buzz lightyear yes. and i feel like that generational side of things now mind you there's a lot of other wrestlers that come out there but i'm focusing on the wcw cruiserweight division yep. i feel like there wouldn't be a ray mysterio without a juventud guerrero i feel like there wouldn't be a Conan or a Billy Kidman without psychosis. Am I wrong in my thought process? No, I think uh, I think people like even El Dandy and uh, uh, 
Mascara de Melte, uh, like uh, people who are uh, ECW, one of my favorite matches of all time, Super Crazy versus uh, Mascara, which is uh, he's a, a mosquito gimmick. Um, and it is one of the best matches I've ever watched. Still to this day, I will go back and watch it because it is super fun Americana combined with indie uh combined with uh lucha and it's it's that blend that started coming around in like 94 95 and, and you can see a bleed the worst thing in the history of the world being a mosquito yeah which bro. Mos everybody hates mosquitoes he nobody if anybody out there says i like mosquitoes you're fucking wrong hey they're just they're fun to itch you know <laughs> ned flanders you know mm, sure are fun to scratch them you know i uh there's a spot in that match go, go watch it uh mascara does a moonsault uh, and uh, 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 Super Crazy puts his boots up and Mascara eats both boots in his face on a moonsault and it's one of the coolest spots I've ever I remember being like I may have been 12 when I was watching that match and it was just like I, I have to do this like that is my life to do that I want the amount of people that were packed in that gymnasium losing their mind watching two humans do something so stupid I knew I had to like that's all I wanted um, and yeah there's so many underrated luchadors from ECW and WCW uh, super like crazy 94. you mentioned another yeah, one I was super crazy he cracked into WWE he got there but they never utilized him to his full no, advantage no they uh, and Americans don't normally know how to use the luchador style it's why well they knew how to use Eddie Guerrero but Eddie Guerrero had to conform himself to the American, to the American style, style. Yep. yep and so like even even back when he was uh, a tag team wrestler in lucha uh, like his, t his tag team partner really blended into that Americana style and that's how Eddie ended up with that style um, another great luchador that nobody talks about Madonna's boyfriend I love Madonna's boyfriend amazing again rad I really didn't think you were going to mention Madonna's boyfriend Rad Radford one of the best wrestlers of all time go watch him Madonna's boyfriend I'm a, just an, I'm a nerd I'm a mega nerd you yeah. really you got me going right now with these, some of the wow I mean we went on that Rivera tangent for a good five minutes that was incredible we could dive off a diving pool right back into it we absolutely could in a heartbeat when you look at the layers of a Kobe Christ and you look at your evolution you look at being 38 years old but yeah. still going out there like you're 20 yeah i still feel it yeah you do you and you and you, you when you see you in the ring and i'm i'm ecstatic that i get to call one of your matches tonight but when you look at the evolution that is a, a kobe chris and even though you you again you you put wrestling on hold for those eight years yep. and you started so young and got so much time in before you put wrestling on hold for those eight years what do you think was the evolutionary point for kobe chris the man and then Kobe Christ, Christ, sorry, the character. You have two different evolutionary points, but what was your evolutionary point both personally and then professionally for Kobe Christ? Um, so uh, personally, uh, the reason I got back to wrestling is I was a, I was a folk musician and uh, I got told I have rheumatoid arthritis. I was waking up with my hands knurled and I'd have to open the monkey paws back up. Um, and so I couldn't play guitar as much anymore. I couldn't make shows. Um, I got very depressed that I didn't have wrestling, I didn't have music, I didn't have art, I didn't have anything that I could uh, no express. Pa no passion. Yeah, I couldn't express. And like uh, everything in, uh, everything that I do artistically is a way of trying to um, cathartically release things that have been stuck in me for years. And so uh, if I don't have a pathway for that, they stick in. Um, and that's very unhealthy. And so when I found my way back to wrestling, um, it was, I went to a local wrestling show um, and this is going to sound so mean. I went to a local wrestling show and uh, 
I love uh, how he says it's going to sound so mean, but with uh, the, such an endearing tone to his voice. You can watch me in the background uh, sitting like this, and then like this, and then like this, and then like this. And uh, you watch me just get horrified. And at the end of the night, I walked up to one of the wrestlers and I said, uh, like, where did you train at? And he looked at me and he went, who trained you? And I... I got violently angry. I, I, not that I'm violent as a human, but just like so much built up in me because I was like, I, like, I'm trained at one of the best wrestling schools in the world. I know you're not trained. And it was a bunch of people who had never been trained who were charging people money for a venue, charging people money to be in a ring. And I thought, if this is allowed, I should be wrestling. And so I messaged Scott. I asked him if I could get back to wrestling. He told me that I had to get back in a ring and send him videos to show that I was still up to, to snuff to be a wrestler. I did that for three months. I lived in two different cities paying two different rents so that I could get back in a ring and make sure that I had my ring rust off. Uh, that was both personally and professionally the thing that changed my life forever. It has led me to every one of my dreams being lived again. Um, and I... I <laughs> I joke around all the time that I, I just don't have a character. My uh, The reason I put Christ on the end of my name was literally just shock value on a poster. That's all that was, was that people would see it and double take. I think the Canadian Jesus sticks, though. I mean, if you were to rock that out as a shirt, I think that would sell like fire. It's, bro, I merch is the worst for me. I don't make any of it. I suck at merch. I, I hate capitalism so much. I hate selling things to you guys. I hate it. So if you ever see me standing at the merch table with like two pieces of merch standing there like this, just don't buy from me. Please don't buy from me. I hate capitalism so much. I hate it. But buy you can also buy else. you can also buy to support as well if you want to. Buy if you're a everybody. genuine fan, yeah. stop it. If you're no. if somebody is a genuine fan, stop it. No, buy from everybody else. Everyone else next to me, buy their merch. They're good people. They work really hard. That is the first this is a first, ladies and gentlemen, in professional wrestling history, where there is a person saying, buy from everybody else, but do not support me. Please I am not worth yeah. it. Show up and watch me <clears throat> wrestle. That's pretty fun. Now hold on uh, a yeah. second, because your finisher is the Godstopper. Uh, was, yeah. Was the yeah, Godstopper. So I mean, anymore. I know it doesn't work anymore, yeah, but technically you say shock value yeah. for a poster, but you did kind of lean into oh, it for so a little bit. Heavy. I'm the maritime messiah. I'm the savior of submissions. I'm uh yeah, I leaned heavily. It's just I had I had longer hair than I do now, but it was long and I had a beard and people would go you look like Jesus because you're a white dude with a beard and so like that's, that's all that is. Well that's yeah. it. That's all it is really. That's all it is. Jesus was from the Middle East people. He's not a white dude. Um, silly business. Um, Tricks are for kids ladies oh, and gentlemen. Come on. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get your cereal. Is all I'm saying. I'm gonna steal it. Well, see, see how I segued that. See how we segued into that before we hit record. We were talking about cereals. All right. I'm gonna run down. Ten cereals at random. Okay. Yeah. And I want you to list them where you would put them one from ten in your personal list. Done. And if you've never had them pass, I'll try Done. to throw out another one. Done. All right. First cereal, really easy. It's a classic. It's a staple. Cheerios. One to ten, where are you putting it? Ten. Ten. Okay. Cheerios is number ten. Yeah. Uh, next one, Rice Krispies. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. okay. Corn Flakes. Eight. Okay. Reese's Pieces. Uh, five. Okay. Okay. So right now we have uh, ten, nine, eight, and five yeah. all locked yeah. in. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember this cereal or not, uh, but it was a staple when I was younger, so it probably was for you because we're around the same age. Cocoa Puffs. It's not available here anymore, but it is available in the States. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So Cocoa not Puffs is a seven. Okay. Not, not as good. But yeah. you will put Reese's as a five over Cocoa yes. Puffs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. A big uh, okay. Yeah. Lucky Charms. Oh, I. 
Probably, probably four. Probably four. Okay, four. So we still have six, three, two, and one available. Okay. This is where it's going to get harder, though. The decisions are going to get are get harder. All right. Um, everybody likes fiber. Okay. Uh, you know, raisin bran. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Didn't even make the list. I just I thought I'd throw it in there to see where you happen. All right. Are you a fan of Count Chocula? Uh, so that'd be like number three. Yeah. That's a number three. Okay, yeah. we're getting warm. All right. Uh, tricks. Uh, not even on the list. Not even on the list. Fruit Loops. Uh, so Fruit Loops will give the six. Okay, so we still have two and one available. Now, again, there's a lot of cereals that I haven't touched, but there's some that I... Corn Pops? No, no, not even on the list. Not even on the list. Wow. I can tell you my one, too. Okay, tell me your one, yeah. too. It's going to be Golden Grams. Okay. And it's going to be Apple Jacks. That's my one tip. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Now, Apple Jacks is great. Yeah. I love Apple Jacks. But Cheerios does have a decent Apple version. It does, yeah. Where would you, where would you rank that? So is like, it? Cheerios is different from all the other Cheerios. Because, like, Cheerios is eh. But, like, uh, there's uh, a... Like, you know what I like? I, I love multigrain really Cheerios. Good. They really are. They, they, they throw them all they're together sweet. and they taste so good. I don't know how they're sweeter than Cheerios. I don't know either. Amazing. Honey Nut Cheerios, I find overrated. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios, not fancy. Apple Jacks, though, are like Fruit Loops, but better. And I don't, no one will agree to that ever. But I just think they're the best thing. I remember them so so vividly as a child. And like Golden Grahams and uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch are like Ooh. a line on the same Remember plane. Cinnamon Toast French Toast? I, I didn't like French Toast Crunch. You didn't like French Toast Crunch? I, I loved like it. it. But take Golden Grahams and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and fill a bowl with both of them at the same time. That sounds actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking I may have to stop at a grocery store on the way home and try to rock this out. Cheat days on Monday. Cheat days on Monday. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, dude. It was an absolute honor and pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, guys, the Canadian Jesus, the Messiah of the Maritimes, the Savior of the Suplexes, the one and only Kobe Christ sitting down here, Straight Talk Wrestling. And this has been an absolute blast. And Kobe, you got to tell people how great me. it is to be on the show. Thank you for having and me, And that George. they should subscribe. Yeah. Oh, no. 100% subscribe. 100% listen to George Moore. 100% listen to every promotion that he's uh, he's doing commentary for or any promotion that he's doing interviews for. Show up at Ontario Indie Promotions. Support the indie wrestlers. And buy people's merch. Not, not, not mine. Not his. Not Theirs. Don't buy his. Please buy their merch. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need a nigga cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...